Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 17th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We're getting jammed here at this. Uh, it's a Friday junior. You know, Andy, we haven't used that term here in a while, but someone reminded me today, you know, Friday junior is an is a occasion to rejoice. Uh, you can be that. We don't work in an office. As is evidenced by this recording, you've got a husky, a dog just... I don't know, bouncing around your feet, barking occasionally. I have these obscene leaf blowers next door just completely coming into the paint, bodying me out as we're about to hit record. Loud leaf blowers. So that that's our uh, that's our current circumstance. But it's a Friday in November, so we're allowed to have distractions and a, a ramble uh, a rambling Friday episode because that's where this is going. I'm not sure where we'll end up, but it's Friday, Junior, and I'm happy about that. At least sad, sad husky update. Um, you know, feel like I have to update the audience since we've talked about the Husky this week. The Husky bit our other dog yesterday. <laughs> the Husky stays in this household are numbered. It's very sad. Uh, is I have the grown, other dog okay? Grown, the other dog is okay. All right. Very shaken up. Uh, little right. dog. And uh, we are, uh, you know, we're very sad that the Husky made a real impression on us in, in a couple of days. And and uh it's gonna it's gonna be Sounds hard like it made an impression know. on the other dog if i'm being honest if anything literal a literal, issue, a literal i'm saying a d uh, actually a depression <laughs> on the other dog so um oh. you know if if somebody's in the bay at the bay area and wants an, an incredible incredibly lovable husky that's great with kids not great with little dogs um no. this husky is going to be uh on the market so okay all right. Free ad. We're going to do that. I really like the Husky. Ad. Does it cost anything? What's the ad for? Just a Husky. Come claim your Husky. I don't know. We're, we're returning it to the foster home. Okay. Um, All it's right. a delight. It's, it's, it's such a sweet dog. I, I'm Sounds like, like your child took to it really well. So that, oh, that's good. Our, our three-year-old was like laying on it. It would, you know, it allowed, allowed her to like attempt to try and ride, ride the Husky <laughs> like a horse with no, like the Husky was happy, <laughs> but it's, it's a great dog. I, I am kind of, I'm sad kinda, to see, sad to yeah. see that go. Um, all right. Well, elsewhere in the shotgun universe, year in, year in, re, <clears throat> year in review research has started. We will be recording. Those will be coming out. We think, who knows? Next week. They'll be done before the end of the year. Uh, that gives us whatever, six to eight weeks. So we've started research <laughs> on that. God, it's good. That Q1 is good, man. So much fun stuff. I can't wait to start that process of recording. I can't believe you dug up that stuff that Garrett wrote about Tom Hoagie. <laughs> you were all about Hoagie. His Hoagie Elite, I think, was the subheading. 
<laughs> it was Garrett. It wasn't me. He went from 30th, I think, at the time of your writing to 60th in the world by the end, by currently. So whatever. He's, I assume he's at the RSM Classic. Um, sometimes you get of, things right. Sometimes you get things wrong. Speaking of tumbling down, the, 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 the uh, SoFi Center or whatever it's called, the bubble, the circus tent, as someone called it in our weather, internal Slack. The weather burst? Or the, the, the bubble the burst? The TGL arena. Although arena just feels like too, like 100-hole hike. It feels like too generous a term for what that thing looks like and is. Came down. Uh, not promising. Feel bad for those involved. Doesn't look great. Uh, in a weird sort of, I don't know what's going on, Golf Digest article, the header image uses the rendering. And I, that's not doing the TGL any favors. I'm looking at this Golf Digest article about the just the news item, uh, I believe Flushing It, the, our friend at Flushing It, uh, whatever, the, the, you know, I think he's a overseas sort of Twitter account. Had the, had the photo of this bubble just burst. Jason Day, nowhere to be found inflating this thing. Um, and the, the rendering, power, the, the power got cut, <laughs> stopped, the, stopped inflating. I mean, that seems ominous. That seems not ideal. The thing's three, two months away, less than two months away at this point. Can I ask you a question? What? From the photo, were you, were you pretty underwhelmed with the way it looked? It looked like a glorified, like uh sports dome. Like a like the kid uh, thing, kids go kids no, go and yeah, play yeah. play like indoor yes. soccer in in the yes. winter. This looks like the place where I met my buddy and play pickleball, or the dome where yes, where like where they go play soccer, where my kid goes and plays with balloons, you know, in the soccer turf field. And originally, these things were created for golf domes, but they've become you know youth sports hubs for cold weather you know locales, and this thing looked like a worse version of that. And, you know, I'm looking at this Golf Digest article and they put the PR rendering. It never has fantasy versus reality looked more different than this PR rendering, which why I, they chose that for the header photo of the article. And we have the photo of the reality of what it is, this bubble that's half inflated or, or deflated. And I'm starting to have concerns about the January 9th launch date of this thing. Based on, and I guess I'm done. I'm, it's a, I'm in a show, don't tell state at this point. I don't, you can't tell me anymore. We heard LA Golf Club. That's probably going to be an announcement. Looks like it's going to be re, uh, Rose and Fleetwood along with Morikawa and Thagala. So seems LA, like, England seems like hybrid. Paving the path for Max Homa to be the San Francisco's. There we uh, go. You know, there we go. So that's who so, we're throwing the throwing our chips behind. We're, you know, we've become a big San Francisco. What do you think the name for San Francisco is going to be? The the Bay, the Bay, the Bayers, the, the Bay Bruisers, Bay Breakers. I I mean, well, they seem to be into like this one word thing, right? Common drive, that kind of stuff. Um, links, the bridges, Jupiter the bridge. links. Yeah, bridge. the bridge could be the bridge. Yeah, I, interesting. The toll collectors. I don't know. It could be a bunch of different what. things. You what? know, there's some magnificent uh, bridges in 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 San Francisco. You got the Bay Bridge. You got the uh, you the got Golden the Golden Gate. Gate Bridge. The San uh, Rafael, one going uh-huh. over there, right? The Rich, you know? Well, the Richmond Bridge. I was going to say is like the SoFi, the SoFi <laughs> Stadium. It's it's the bridge that nobody wants to go over. 
I just, I'm at show, don't tell. That's it. I went from the rendering, I scroll once to the deflated, decrepit bubble. And like, what am I supposed to do? Just keep looking at renderings and announcements. And that's where we're at with our TGL update. I'm, I'm worried about the GN night. It seems I, like they are I'm going to say I'm in the other boat. I had a, a conversation with Roberto Castro. I got a little bit more excited about TGL than I was before. Okay. That's on the Friday podcast. Yeah. I I don't know. I I guess I wasn't really excited. I I was I starting from a a pretty meh position, and I'm not really off the meh position, but I'm I'm more positive than uh, than than before. Yeah, I'm not doubting anything. I just I'm done dealing with conceptual stuff. I guess after this, you know, I, I lo- I'm excited. I guess to see when and if I just I think they shouldn't launch. release really anything until they just go on air. You know, tell us when it's starting, and and that's all you should tell us at this point from now on forward. Yeah, which I know is yeah. re- a completely unrealistic, but can we just can we just cut to the chase? Let's 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 embargo ourselves since they like to slap embargoes on everybody, even even you know even when you didn't ask to be embargoed. <laughs> we'll see. I guess we'll see. I just uh, you know I. I I'm becoming less convinced, not more, but I, I, I'm, uh, they've got serious people and serious money behind it. Uh, but there are a lot of things that have had that too, that, that deflated, so to speak. Um, all right, moving on with the whip around Friday. Uh, should we talk about Rory? This was after we ended uh, recording news surfaces. I think this? a case of the Just Q, right Monday Q had it. Uh, the first email that was sent to the membership that uh, Roy McElroy had resigned his board position on the policy board uh, or the play advisory council um, on what was that Tuesday night from Dubai had resigned. A lot of people tried to read into this. Is he going to live? I think was one preposterous suggestion. Um, is he fed up with the current state of the negotiations as they have to settle the up whose investment they're taking? Is he burned out? I mean, is it just time? Is it just a time management, time commitment issue? He spoke after, I believe it was round one um, overseas in Dubai and just said, look, I, like something had to give. This is a, a, a John Huggin. Uh, there are only so many hours in a day and only so many days in a week. I've got a lot going on in my life right now between trying to be a world-class golfer and trying to be a good husband and a good father. I've got a growing investment portfolio is taking up more of my time. I'm involved with TGL and sort of in the weeds on that. Literally, that the bubble's down in the weeds at this point. You got to get in on that. It's going to take up more he's got, time. He's probably got to um, go inflate it himself. Yeah, he's going to turn gotta, on the generator. On top of all that, the policy board stuff is taking more time than ever this year. I just felt something had to give. I stepped up and spoke out about something I believed in uh, when it came to you know the, the original split. Landscape changed on June 6th with the announcement of the agreement. It was never in my control, but from then on, I was playing a lesser part because of the decisions that were made. There's been a lot of time spent on this over the last few weeks with different investment groups and meeting different people who are interested. Just got to the point where, although I like being busy, I like being busy on my own things. And it got to the point where I just couldn't fit it all in. Um, so, yeah, I, there were a lot of inferences or reading of tea leaves when this came out. One of which, ironically, was, does this mean that the Saudi angle is in peril? The saw the PIF investment, the PIF, uh, PIF PGA Tour Nuco 
or at least Piff's heavy investment is in peril as the PGA Tour juggles all these different options and has different voices on the board who have different preferences. Ironically, I say that because it's interesting. Rory was the one that, you know, obviously went hard against not taking on Piff, not taking on live money. Live is bad. Let's not, you know, even indulge this. And now we're around here come November 2023, and he seems to be the one in the room arguing most for as the most realistic or most suitable outcome is uh, like a heavy PIF involvement and like the, the logic of which is understood. Understood. So does, a quit, does him quitting now mean that that pathway is in peril or is that reading too much into it? I, I think it's reading too much into it. I think, you know, I I definitely don't think that that pathway is is looking great. I don't think it's over. Like, you know, I think this is the thing. They're they're going out and they're seeing what they can get. I don't think they're ever going to get an offer that stands probably at the same level. We're seeing this with the soccer players, right? The footballers, right? They're they're getting money from from the Saudis that they can't get anywhere else. And you're talking about some of the richest, you know, contracts in in any professional sport. So I think like this is a the thing. They're just trying to see what's, what else is out there. Um, I will say, I think like, I, I don't think I, I'm, I know that Rory, what was most interesting for him in this position was the ability to shape the product. And, you know, if you think about, think back to when he was the most involved, heavily involved and in, invested in this was centered around the product, what the PGA Tour was doing with, you know, star players and, and doing to retain talent and and, and uh, really to improve their product. I don't think he's interested in the negotiations for this new company and the semantics of the financials. I think what he was most interested in and passionate about and really like wanted to do was make the product of the PGA Tour better. And I think this this whole position, this whole focus of this has devolved into money. And 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 I think the there's so many other motives and I think that's the the struggling thing. Like I could only imagine being on the inside of this with all these different, um, very powerful, very uh, influential, whether it's players or people that are trying to drive this thing in a certain direction. And in a way, it's like a mini um, episode of succession, right? Where everybody's out there telling you one thing, but they're, you know, doing other things in the, in behind your back. And, and I think that's the, Really, the I think that probably exhausts um, someone when they're a part of something. I think everybody that's listening to this probably has been a part of something that they no longer wanted to be a part of, and and you know, at a certain point when you have, I mean, the one of the things about Rory McIlroy and any superstar of that level is you have a lot of things that you can that you can take Spend up your, your time, time on, with. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, I there, guess though, literally like, option. There's an abundance of options. So if you, I, I think, I think what's going on right now is pretty product central. Though it can be a, incredibly shifting and shaping 
of what product's going to come. I think like, I, who's investing? Who's going to try to bleed you dry? Who's going to try to who's going to try to put their thumb on the scale? What is this new co going to do? It be based on who's involved will impact that. And so, like, I, he's done his part. I am not suggesting he's within his with you know out of bounds resigning, but um, it seems like an important time. And I are we leaving it to some chuckle fucks? Uh, who's who's left? Who's or and who would, what are they motivated by? Product? Are they well, motivated should, by that? Maybe this could parlay us right to Lanto Griffin. Well, Lanto doesn't think he was interested in product. He might have been interested in lining his pocket, his yeah. own pockets. Uh, Lanto with some spicy comments. I love. No, this. I think like, this is. I think this is the other half of of this. Like he's sick of this. He's sick of being like Rory has taken a lot of. Uh, he's sort of like a a boogeyman on on social media a lot too. Like he gets when you talk about Rory, the, often the replies are are heated, but. Um, and there was some heat from Lanto Griffin. I think Lanto was largely complimentary, quite honestly, and positive. We'll read through it all so we present that balance of Rory, but not without getting in a shot and questioning occasionally his motivation for taking on a leadership role. This is a Adam Shupak article, golfweek.com. Uh, uh, he's on site at St. Simon's. Good good fall for Adam. He's in, you know, Cabo. Nice. He's in Sea Island. He's just like, and that, he's that just, and he's getting guys to, to just talk. Interesting. Just, yeah. Just yeah, getting, getting well. guys to talk. I do. Do it well. Uh, Rory was great because he was approachable. This is Lanto by everybody. But at the same time, he was bought by the tour. Woo! Prince of Panavidra, bought by the tour. The head of the board has the same sponsors as the tour and the players. There's influence there. I'm talking about Workday. I think he's talking about maybe Optum. I can't remember all of them. Golf Pass. The guy who's running the board is being paid by all the title sponsors. It's a little sketchy to me. That's a pretty It's a pretty significant half I don't know if he's uh, he's putting his you know, cards on the table and actually accusing him, but he's certainly going there. He's wading into that territory, and it's a significant accusation. I, um, it's it's amazing, but like you know, part of the way these sponsorship deals are structured is that these companies that sponsor the tour have to spend money on players. They want, do you know where well, all also, the yeah. do you know where all the money goes? They go to the top players. All the top players are heavily sponsored by the tour's top sponsors. It's not a coincidence. They have to spend money. And it's an appearance fee workaround. How do I get Ricky to come to the Rocket Mortgage Classic? Well, Rocket Mortgage is a sponsor of Ricky. Like, and it's a all, sponsor like, of the tour. tour. And by sponsoring yes. the tour, they have like a, a yes. per, another allocation that they have to spend on commercials and players. Balanto. It's a little sketchy to me. Um, I love that Lanto Griffin. Just a Lanto. I mean, it's Guy amazing. We didn't got want to a, walk up the stairs at Riviera. We got another thing for Lanto. We got another thing that's great. It's it's as a second line to his legacy as a player. Doesn't want to go up the stairs at Riviera and has some tin hat um, conspiracies around uh, around Board. Rory's Rory's motive. This is a, you know my favorite part about this. Is like I like the compliment on the front end. Like, yes, he's he will spend time, and he goes on 
yeah. later to be like JT wouldn't, Colin Morikawa wouldn't. Let me. I'm just going to read yeah. into the record. So we have it. There are certain guys out here among the top players who won't give you the time of day, and then there are guys like Rory who will. I talked to him for about 30 minutes with the players, and then again in Canada, which is really nice of him, and he listens. There are some guys out here who wouldn't do it. Justin Thomas wouldn't do it. Colin Morikawa wouldn't. I feel like there's an elitist group. Rory feels like, he, whoa, man, Bob's at Lanto. <laughs> Lanto is a gift from the content gods. Let's put a mic of screw Billy Ho. I want a mic in front of Lanto from here uh, over the next uh, week. Every time he shows up, every week he shows up. Marikawa buried, JT buried, Rory's motives question. Lanto throwing haymakers. I feel like there is an elitist group. Rory feels like he can listen in and understand where we're coming from too. Someone like that. They're talking about a replacement for Rory. Someone like that with that personality. Brant Snedeker, just to throw a name out. Who like, Come on, he's he's got one foot out the door. Someone who is respected by everybody, but also has some perspective and isn't just making forty million to fifty million off the course and is going to be guaranteed to be in every elevated event. So looking for someone to represent the mules, so to speak, or the rank and file. <laughs> Wait, giving them Don't what? they have they have Melnati? They have several. Yes. Not they several, got t- but Mr. They Tough of Grass. They got Hoffman. Right. And I think part of the problem was the rank and file had too much equitable power. Like it's going to swing back. I do agree with his comments about the, 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 the FedEx cup points. Yeah. I mean, these bullshit makes, models that the tours got that we all know are going to be awful. Man. One thing I've just noticed with the year in review, like four weeks in, this is just a real period of making shit up on the fly from like week to week. Like if you look back at January 1st of last year and what we had, what we understood things to be like all this stuff. And you're talking about models. Everything is just really being made up on the fly. And I think that speaks to sort of the lack of uh, leadership and sort of central authority, a, a strong central authority. Um, all right. I, w- I want to go back to Lanto though. Yeah, I've got more. You want me to finish this quote? You yeah, want me to let it go it. with the FedEx? Giving them all the money you want. When, give them all the money you want. So give them the PIP stuff. But when you start giving them points, I've got a problem with that. Do you know what fifth in an elevated event next year is in FedEx Cup points? 300. It's 110 for a normal event. So I go play Tory with 156 players in a cut, and Rory goes to LA the next week, and it's 78 players, no cut field, and he gets nearly three times the point for the same finish. How is one going to compete with that? The guys who are making the decisions are obviously going to look out for themselves. That's where there's a disconnect for guys in my position, the normal guys. So having someone who will listen and not only be concerned about the top 10. The top players deserve a lot of credit, a lot of money. But Rory shouldn't have an advantage over me in the FedEx Cup. If he wants $20 million purses and $100 million pit money, take it. We don't give a shit. I told Roy this. I said, beginning of the year, what's your goal? Win the FedEx Cup, win majors, win three, four times. Do you know what 70% of the guys out here, the main goal is? To keep their job. Fair enough. We care about money. That comes with good play. But we're more worried about keeping our job. Every year, there's five to 10 really good players coming in. Rory's obviously not worried about that. Uh, JT is like, then you have what Jay told us. And I don't know how he st- still has a job at this point. So he goes at Jay, Morikawa, JT, Rory. Says Jay, you know, you know, Whatever he told us, he'll never take any money from the PIF. Then he shouldn't have a job at this point. I've been so turned off, and I think most, a lot of the guys are, that when we get emails, I don't even open them. I don't even read them. Welcome <laughs> to the resistance. I like that, Lanto. It's so emotional. 
them changing the FedEx Cup, changing the points, changing the elevated events, changing all this stuff in the middle of the season, it's BS. I mean, you got to read the emails if you want to know what any of the changes are. You're going to be like, you know, Adam Landry, uh, Andrew Landry, he's totally, right? He's still he's, reading the emails. This is just, you know, <laughs> this is a classic uh, saying something that isn't actually happening. You want to not read them, but you're absolutely reading them. <laughs> when you keep getting lied to and then the final straw was Canada when they threw that bomb on us. And he, you know, talks about being surprised by the framework agreement. It's sad because the dream grow up was to play on the PGA Tour. It doesn't feel like that prestigious anymore. It feels more like a job. It's become so politicized. Didn't he just have a paragraph how all he's worried about is keeping his job? <laughs> it feels more like a job. It's become so politicized. It's been frustrating for a lot of guys out here. Just the image of what we're doing, but not much else we can do but show up and do our job and see if we can play well. Um. So, yeah. I, he goes, who would want this job? I wouldn't want this. What? He's talking about the pack. The pack board, oh. uh, the board member. A guy like Kevin Streelman would be great for the board, but seriously, who would want this job? I wouldn't want this job. It's like being president. You have to be on full-on narcissist to want that job. A uh, lot of talk about golf, uh, not golf these days, with board seats. I mean, John Rahm asked about it. He's like, no chance, is what he said in Dubai. No chance I would take that job. Which, you know... More power to the folks who take it on. More criticism for the, for those who are motivated by self-interest, maybe, to line their own pockets, if that is true. But more power to those who do take it on out of an altruistic thing to just make a product or make a tour better. So that's Lanto popping off. Let's, let's, uh, I, I think Lanto's playing like a little bit revisionist history here. Because there was one guy who could have put all of his personal motive, personal motives, personal, he could have put him first. And you know what he could have done? Could have absolutely buried, ended the PGA Tour. And that's Rory. Yeah. Rory goes to live, takes the four, five, six, whatever the hell, hundred million they would have given him. There are no rank and file to play. It's all over. It's all over. Also, Let's talk about like what could have happened while they were gerrymandering the PGA Tour back together. You know what they could have done very easily and probably should have done to a certain extent. Just completely buried the rank and file. Said, you know what, you guys, you don't matter. If If we don't do it this way, we're all gone. They could have done that. They didn't. I mean, they have two tour, two tours more than ever, an A and B tour for sure, but now, it's not buried. Let's talk about, I think the core of the issue, and I agree with Lanto, that this elevated thing, the signature events is a disaster. The FedEx oh. Cup point allocations are so screwed up, but why are they all screwed up? Why? Why are they screwed up? Because of the issue that the rank and file got the tour in in the first place, that there have to be all these playing opportunities, that there have to be all these events that mean nothing, that we talk about all the time. Sure, there are great stories that come from these events as evidenced by the last two weeks, but really the event as a whole doesn't matter. Now, if we weren't in this position that the rank and file created... For the PGA Tour, not the superstars. The rank and file created this issue where you have meaningless, shitty events 
that have no grand purpose, but still have to award FedEx Cup points because everybody's got to get paid. You know, this all goes down to the point that the tour can't just say, you know what, the vast majority of these events, they don't get FedEx Cup points. Only the top events get FedEx Cup points. Instead, the tour has to create this bullshit system that says that these events still matter when they don't. They don't matter. They should be PGA Tour B Corn Ferry feeder events into the top tier tour. That's how it should work, but it can't work that way because of the TV contract and because of the emphasis for decades on creating playing opportunities for, you know, frankly, middle of the road, PGA Tour players, extraordinary extraordinary golfers. But they're creating, the tour has been driven by Lanto Griffin for 30 years, and it created this bed that allowed for Liv to completely disrupt the system. And the old, and one of the reasons that Lanto still has a job is because people that weren't completely self-interested, like Rory McIlroy and other people that stood by the PGA Tour, and by standing by the PGA Tour, what they really did was stand by Lanto Griffin. Why is the why is the system next year they talks about so bad? I mean that that I I think like. I, I, think I, like- I, I disagree with the, I agree with Lanto in the sense of if you go out, golf is not, this is not pickup basketball. This is not like, it is not a superstars are super important. They are what drive the sport, but the difference between superstars is not the same. It's, it's less than any other, like the, cause of variance in golf, right? The hundredth player in the world might be the best player in the world in a given week, right? Fine. So if you're playing 145 players of, of you know, s- player 50 on the PGA Tour through 200, I think that event to finish in the top 10, for example, I'm not saying win. I think winning against the best players is, is the hardest thing to do. But to finish in the top 10, it's way harder in a 144-person field Hmm. than it is in a 70-person field. You're talking about, Hmm. like, the difference between these players is marginal week to week. Where the difference, the big difference in these players is created is over the course of a season. It's the consistency week in, week out. So in a given week where somebody's got it, they have it. Right. And that doesn't matter if you're the 200th ranked player of the world or the or the fifth ranked player in the world. Sure, that fifth ranked player in the world ceilings higher. But in a given week where the 200 ranked player of the world is playing great and the fifth ranked player in the world is playing average, the 200 ranked player in the world is better. It's the Mm. only sport that's like this. But I think I think if there's more, I think you have to weight the points. If even if you are fifth, even if you are like if I, they're more highly rated, if it's harder to become fifth and one. Yeah, but you're giving you're, you're giving you points the top for an achievement as opposed to the problem. Five of them. The problem is Tory shouldn't get points if it's not a signature event. No, you want they should be qualifying. They, they, they should be qualifying points. They kind of are. You can move into next ten. You can move into next swing yeah, five they or should. whatever they're called. That's the problem. They haven't delineated it as just qualifying points. You're whoa, either whoa, in or you're out. This is the way it should be. It should be. Hey, you're top top seventy guy this year. You're in all these events, and if you fall out, if you're in the bottom twenty of those seventy, you're out. And the top 20 of the other guys is is in. That's the mm. way it should work. It should be pure relegation 
demotion, but they can't do it because of the FedEx Cup and the TV contracts. That's why they can't do it. And you know why? That that whole system was devised around the premise of building playing opportunities for, for guys like Lanto Griffin. Yeah. That's why Lanto Griffin's going to play for $7 million every week in those PGA Tour B fields. That's, it's because I mean, of the, Tiger Woods. I yes. Mean, it's not because of whoever the Lanto Griffin was of Tiger Woods' day. But it's because yeah, of the Tiger. way the tour was set up when Tiger... Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's interesting. Do you want I, to be in F1 where there's there's only, what, like 25 relevant guys? 20. 20. Yeah, maybe 20 drivers. But yeah. You know, like that, that's, that's an option. That's where golf could go. You want to be where tenant like tennis, like you're in the system where everybody gets to make a good living for being a PGA tour player in this attitude of like, it was my dream. Like, sure. It sucks. All these politics. I don't like coming on and talking about these politics. Right. But you're playing golf for a living. Like, give me a freaking break that you, it's your job's awful. I get yeah. every job has shit. And this is the shit you're dealing with right now, but you're still playing golf for a living and you get to play for an absurd amount of money that you shouldn't be playing for given your appeal as a, a popular. I appeal. mean, that's that was sort of Nabilo's comments last exactly. week about stuff, little stuff, some of it being a little out of whack, being in a weird space, uh, not a weird space, especially when you're trying to optimize is club champion. <laughs> They have their best offer, their best offer right now as uh, Black Friday approaches. Clubchampion.com, use the promo code FRIEDEGG. Uh, it's, uh, it entitles you, it stays the same, but it entitles you, you know, same promo code we've always had, but it's a richer offer, $100 full bag fitting or $50 on any other fitting type with a club purchase. It might likely continue uh, through the process, purchase something, and the whole full bag fitting costs $100, or you get $50 for any other fitting type. Use the pro- promo code FRIEDEGG at clubchampion.com. Uh, you have to book it from now until 12-4, and then you have to complete the booking by the end of January 2024. So 131-2024. So you have now until December 4th using the promo code FRIEDEGG, it's a dramatic price reduction, percent off, for $100 full bag fitting with the promo code fried egg. This is the time to go do that. Time to get yourself dialed in. Uh, Listen, you could go for $100. I think one of the music things you know you could do with this time, you can get dirt. You could find out these, these, these fitters, the fitters, they know everything about every club. You know, they got people hitting them. Yep. You could ask them questions about the Dyna power. You could ask them questions about the stealth. You could ask them questions about any any question you have about equipment. They're going to be able to dish you on on that. So you could get new clubs. And the other part of this, the other humorous thing about this, is you could get a bunch of dirt. You can find out some scuttlebutt. You got a dying question. You know, you you want to know how the uh, you stealth? know, yeah, the you want you want to know if this if, coming out. You want to know if the company that made a 45-minute a uh, documentary all about itself really really is the best driver? You could ask him. You might be surprised by the answer. That was Titleist, I believe. Um, yeah, go to Club Champion. Use the promo code FRIEDEGG. A lot of great equipment out there. We don't, we don't besperge the actual equipment. Never would. Maybe we would occasionally, but it's a lot of the marketing of the equipment that we have. We have a chuckle fest with sometimes. So uh, go to Club Champion, 
Marketing and day-to-day functionality. They're not going to market one choice or another to you. It's whatever the numbers say, usually. Um, Go to clubchampion.com, the promo code FRIDEGG. They've set us up with early access to that offer. It's not supposed to start, I think, until next week, but you can jump on it now. That's the thing. You could get in there and you can book. Book. Yeah, that's the most important thing. All the the exclusions. It's got to be done. Your fitting's got to be done by uh, 131. You got to book now. Can't use it for balls. Equipment purchase. Remember that exclusion. Um, All right. Can't get the PXG balls they've been dying to buy. Let's move on. One more quote on the pack and just doing it. I thought Shane Lowry was like, I went on the pack this year and it's just not worth it. It's insanity. Why would anybody spend time doing that? You know, Roy's done a great job. We were lucky to have him on our side. He spoke up a lot for us. So again, a lot of pack talk here with Rom saying he wants no part of it. And it would make me a little concerned at a time when the tour is at, I don't know, not on the precipice, but at a very pivotal moment, swing moment, that are the right people going to be in the room. So we'll see. See what happens. See what comes of it. But Rory's out. Uh, somebody else will eventually jump back in. Elsewhere, LPGA having their year-end event at the CME. Uh, they announced two-year agreement with ESPN Plus, ESPN, to stream featured groups. Uh, I think it's at selected eight selected LPGA tour, uh, tour events over the next year for the next two years. So that's good. More women's golf coverage on ESPN plus purses are growing another 15.2 million from 101.3 to 116.5 million. So that's like, what is that? Like five designated events is the LPGA's entire season uh, of purses. So Lanto can, I don't know, I guess, take up cause with them on that one. So increase in purse of 15 million. Uh, where else do we have? Oh, uh, the golf, uh, good scuttlebutt. The college golf rankings are out. Our guys from clipped who we like are trying to fill the data, data destruction or disaster of spike mark, the spike mark era. But Mark Brody has his own, <clears throat> his own uh, rankings out. And there were some college golf coaches Not trying happy. to figure out this <laughs> was told. Amongst themselves, they're calling them Brody Bucks as a nod to Shroot Bucks. Some of these, like, playing for Brody Bucks in some of these events. Now, I will say this. Mark Brody is a legendary analyst, data analyst, statistician, like, legendary. But the rankings may need a tweak or two. But I like that the college coaches are calling them Brody Bucks as a nod to the old Shroot Bucks uh, I saw from, uh, Brentley office. was diving into the formula and Uh-oh. finding some something about one day matches being incredibly valuable uh, one day match wins being incredibly valuable over whole tournaments or whole match play events so yeah um, he, Brody he has Bucks. something about uh, you know uh, you know match play point an individual match is better than like finishing fifth in an individual tournament right yep yep so uh elsewhere live has started its free agency period and told us who needs what you know smash still has matthew wolf on it but they need a fourth uh, guy because chase got relegated i assume they're going to be traded this is the start of free agency it's not the close of free agency i just want to be clear where do you um, want to see Wolfie end up? Where do you want him? Where do you want him to go? I, I think I was, the cliques will take him. I think Dick Bland. <laughs> they got to get know, some youth. 
Dick Bland's been at the bottom and come back up. He might be a guy to take him under his wing, sort of as a mentor role, right? And made his way all the way back up to the you top think, of the cleats. You think they got the structure, the organizational yes. structure? I think Dick Bland is the kind of guy that could take on Matthew Wolf. I suggest he goes there. They have a spot. You know who doesn't have a spot is the Magic Sticks who just finished dead last, or no, second to last, 11th out of 12th, but zero roster fast. flexibility. No roster. They're like the Panthers. Play, don't have their first pick, but still going to finish with maybe the worst record in the league. You know you know who's got that first pick? <laughs> the Bears. I'll tell you what. Saw some pretty damning tweets of yours this time last year about the Bears and year in review research. You were real high on Justin Fields. All fired up about the playoffs, this 2023 playoffs that you guys were going to be, you know, top of the AFC, NFC North come this time. Uh, some damning tweets. But, yes, you do have the Panthers pick. Magic sticks Maybe have nothing. Maybe it's next year. Maybe it's next year, you know? Magic sticks have nothing. But the free agency period is starting now. What it means or why it how it's going to work, who can say? The Rippers need to fill two spots. They lost really? some of their Aussie compatriots. Yes. Yeah, well, they lost Jed Morgan. Them. And yeah. Matt, Matt Jones got relegated. I mean, his contract might be up. I think that's what it is. And uh, oh, Carlos Ortiz, curiously, declined a spot on fireballs. Oh, I don't know wow. if there's Must team dissension there. Inter- or what's internal going. strife. So he's a free agent. So we'll see what happens with those uh, 48 spots, uh, filling out those 48 spots. I could spots. see Smash going out and getting Ortiz, you know? Potentially, yeah. Maybe if, I don't know if he'd be a fit with Big J Kokrak, but who who knows? Maybe maybe I, they I, get along. I who, think who Brooks knows? is probably going to look around the weight room, fi- figure out how he's going to fill out his roster. Um, I think that does it for news. I don't have much to say about the RSM Classic. Eric Cole leads. I meant to put money on. I'm him, surprised he didn't do a flashback it. on on the. Uh, Let's get to some golf advice. Our first order of SGS golf advice is go to clubchampion.com and use the promo code Friday. I mean, and that, then, honestly. oh, we got our, our, our sale. Oh, yeah. Black Friday sale. Oh, yeah. Friday Pro Shop Black Friday sale, 25% off club for Club TFE members, 20% off for non members. Uh, that starts when? Tuesday? T- Tuesday for non members. Members okay. are. In the clear right now, twenty five percent off. In there, your Run little it up member, on the inventory. member code code, and then non members, twenty percent, which is what we always do. No gimmicks about it. Twenty percent. No, you don't have to spend X amount. Even though we are we are talking about maybe doing it, it was just too tough to 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 do that. So it's twenty percent off everything. <laughs> too logistically challenging. Just starts Tuesday <laughs> against our own. Probably best interest. We don't have we don't have the time or ability or wherewithal. Well, I think we could have done it. It would have been an undertaking. So we decided we opted out. We said this is easier to understand. Twenty five or twenty percent off everything. Hey, do we still have coasters in there? Oh yeah, Tommy McGuan finally got us. He took. He was telling me he. I played with him in the Yale event. Um, and he was like, I you know I really want one of those coasters. I just, I just am waiting to, you know, work it in my budget. And I was like, listen, I, I don't think you got to worry about those going anywhere. And he's like, really? He's like, I was like, no, no they're going to be there whenever you want them. <laughs> and sure enough, what is it? Six months later, six months later, gets his coasters and he's a happy boy. 
I think these are used... bespoke coasters. Needlepoint. Uh, these are good coasters. I know you could just use any old piece of paper, <laughs> but I'd suggest you spend some money on these bespoke, nice-ass coasters. I can't imagine anything more practical than using that that frac- Black Friday sale to get your coasters. But uh, we also they have were, they haven't been stuff. donated to a foreign country like some of other our <laughs> other old outdated merch got but shipped no, off. We have stocked the shop with good stuff. Not we, Meg, uh, Will, you, others. Not There's me. Some Not really. Great, me. Some really good hoodies, some good hats, some stylish stuff that even uh, even a dad or a young up and comer hipster could look good in. And we have a good sale going on for Friday uh, for Black Friday, starting Tuesday, for uh, non-members. All right. All right. Golf advice. Let me read a quickie here. Quick All one. Right. This comes from Brett. 34, married, two kids, no interest in fighting from Brett. As referenced in recent golf advice segments, I've splurged and bought the new Red Bull Racing branded driver. It is very late in the season here, but I was able to get out for one last frosty round. I think he's in Canada to try it out. On the last hole of the day, a long par five into the wind, no hazards. A second shot situation left me flummoxed. I was out of range for my five, would have a chance at reaching the green, so I had to decide if driver off the cold, hard deck was worth the risk of scratching up my brand new race car driver. <laughs> if this were a midsummer round with a well-used driver and chance at an eagle, is absolutely worth it. But a gouge out of the bottom of this new weapon on the last shot before six months off would certainly leave some remorse. My question to you, is eagle chance in the last hole of your season worth the risk of damage? So let's broad, more broadly create this hypothetical about some risk reward of a great eagle or great chance. Maybe it's a tree, a, a trunk that could break an iron or something. Like, where do we balance this? With, with my, I wouldn't have the Red Bull driver in my bag. So at this point, you spend it, I would say no. I wouldn't say off some frosted, cold, hard ground in, in Canada, even though you have it, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to damage your new race car driver. I don't think it's worth it because I don't think you probably have a chance at making Eagle anyways. Right? Driver off the deck, and you're going to then make the putt I, wherever I would, it goes? I would go for it. You know why? <laughs> then you got If somebody looks at it, it's like, what happened here? You're like, hi, went for it. I'm trying to it's make a good story. Eagle. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's the, you know, like, how, how are you ever going to go for it if, if you're worried about this kind of anecdotal stuff? I will say, though, I was playing this, this spring in the desert, and I was playing with my old, uh, my, my beautiful Wilson blades, and, and I got in the desert a few times. I just started pulling the ball out. I was like, fuck <laughs> this. I'm not, I'm not dinging these things up for the desert. This is just not worth it. Well, I'll take my penalty. I'll get out of the desert. I'm not screwing up my clubs. So I, I get it. I get the their story. Support. Yeah. Yeah. What story? You ended up topping one down the middle of the fairway and now your Red Bull's all scratched up. I don't Oracle, think it would have scratched it up, it. though. Yeah. I, he seemed to have some trepidation about it. I, I don't mean, know how what kind of junk, junk driver are you creating if, <laughs> if you're in the fairway and it's going to get dinged up? Like, what kind of junk is, is going on there? I don't know. An extra $200 worth of junk. So, all right. What's your, what do you got a golf advice? You got one for us? Uh, Ready yeah, for I got, it? I got a bunch of them. I got all right. a couple here. Um, I love that firsthand testimony of the Red Bull driver in action. Do you want to just a general, uh, general maybe issue that shotgunners in general are dealing with? Do you want sure. that? Sure. All right. 
This is a little bit different golf advice. This is like golf watching advice. Okay. I'm not seeking advice pertaining to the game specifically. Rather, how do we, as loyal supporters of the game of golf, convey that the Netflix Golf Cup never needed to be a thing? Why does a game that has so many positives to sell to the general public create such a bullshit display of all things wrong with the game? Where did we go wrong? I've listened to this podcast for a very long time and found myself, after 15 minutes of watching, cringing, watching Fidel line up some F1 driver for a putt for like 10 minutes, then watching a Squid Games challenge hole where someone made a hole won $4.5 million, would go to something never quite understood it as Burt Kreischer didn't explain it well enough. <laughs> all in all, I'm not very optimistic the pro golf will ever get it right, and quite frankly, I no longer want them to. Give me the majors, bring back the goddamn... Western Open and let the rest be whatever it is, completely meaningless golf. This is signed a 29 year old childless non combatant. <laughs> so, what do you do as a golf fan at this point when you find all these conflictions? I, I mean, is he asking whether we should turn into the tune into the Netflix Cup and other goofy things that don't, don't pique your interest? Just go outside, go for a walk. Watch an interesting documentary. Watch a, read a book, right? I mean, invest your time in golf where you where you feel most fulfilled and rewarded. And maybe you're not, maybe it's not always rewarded. Maybe it's sometimes thankless. Maybe it's joining the pack like Rory. Or maybe it's joining a, you know, working a local, whatever, volunteer, grounds crew at a muni. Maybe it can feel thankless. But I'd say, and I don't know, I guess this sounds idealistic in a way, but put your time into something that feels like a little, uh, I don't know, fills up the tank. Feels feels like you've done something greater. I think you got to change your perspective. You're thinking about all this stuff is too serious of a vein. You know? I think just I, I was struggling with Twitter. Twitter's like a part of my job earlier, like maybe a year and a half ago. You know, yeah. you tweet you tweet the sky is blue and you got an army of army of people coming and yelling sure. you telling you you're wrong. And as part of my job, it just wore me out. It wore me out. And I decided, you know what? Why don't I just have more fun on Twitter? Why don't oh, I just yeah. like why don't I just go on there and rile people up? And yeah, you know, it's the best. <laughs> go on there and and tweet stuff that I don't even believe. You know that <laughs> just gets people riled up. Or tweet about things I care about. Tweet about you know Illinois basketball or Bears football. You know what? It brought me more joy. It brought me because I would laugh when somebody would come back with something ridiculous. So when you turn on the Netflix Cup, and Bruce, Bruce, Bert Kreischer's on there talking about Xanax. <laughs> Needing to pop Xanax to do something, just laugh. Just be like, "What? What's going on?" Think about think about how this came to be and laugh about that. Think about you know, yeah. Just and just don't have fun indulge with the it. people who try to tell you this matters or it's yeah, serious just have or fun it's growing the it. game and it's you can tell them the pound sand. But yeah, it, it, consume what you want to consume. Spend time with what you want to spend time with. But and to, yeah. and find humor in everything. You know. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and just keep your guard up, you know, whatever you invest your time in may come around and punch you right back in the face. 
like an unexpected Wednesday afternoon announcement that your quarterback is done for the year. When all hope and optimism I forgot about this. We're on the way up. So I to ask you about choose that. how to invest your time, where what, to put your emotions. What's so your what's your golf advice for Browns fans? It's it's tough. It's hard. Is it? It seems like kind of a good outcome for you. No. Well, like you couldn't be too broken up about it because it was Deshaun Watson. Like it's, it's the most Browns thing ever. It's like we just had the greatest win ever. Like greatest win, greatest comeback, like just an amazing circumstance. Lasted like two days. Everybody, like this Sunday was the closest we were ever gonna be to the dog pound of old. Like people are just barking at the uh, you know, revved up. Steelers coming to town. We're six and three, great win humming it was i guess tickets were through the roof like everybody's fired up it's gonna be a cauldron and then boom i don't know it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough thing to wrestle with so we'll see i think we're we still got a pretty good team i mean i think maybe we call tom brady people are suggesting matt ryan i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen but can't it's cursed franchise so that was a real unexpected real kick in the nuts in the middle of the week because no sign that that was coming all right. Well, I think you might be better off with PJ Walker than a guy with a no. torn muscle in his shoulder. We're not even playing him. We're playing the rookie, DTR, Dorian you Thompson. Uh, had Robinson. to wish you had uh, a Dobbs. I'm aware. Yeah, I'm aware. We got rid of we got rid of him. We shipped him out. Here's my him. advice to Browns fans: You're not the Bears. Eh. Yeah. I mean, we. Yeah. Problem is, we've been the Bears for the last 25 years. Well, all, as the, bear, the Bears have been the Bears, too. <laughs> right. So, ah, just couldn't have nice things. Oh, well, it wasn't even nice. It wasn't even nice. It's Deshaun Watson. It's like, I don't even know what to do with it, but we're out. All right. That does it for this Friday episode. We'll be back with you on Monday, and then we'll get some year interview going as uh, Thanksgiving bears down on us next week. Everyone enjoy your weekends. Thanks again for all your support. Really means a lot. We'll talk to you on Monday.